Welcome to Innovative Insurance Professionals Podcast, where we provide relevant strategies, insights, and interviews to help agents compete in a digital insurance landscape. The rate of change in technology can be dizzyingly swift and expansive, and any business wishing to remain competitive knows this, including the modern insurance agency. The ability to navigate adaptively through the terrain of the industry is now just as important as having top-notch tools and services at your client's disposal. Today, we are joined by Agent Alive founder Grant Miller and several leading insurance professionals. These include David Denning, Chris Bennett, and Renee Cabrera. They will discuss critical shifts in the industry and what you can do to keep up with or even surpass the competition. And with that, I'll leave it to David. David, take it away. Um, yeah, so uh, anybody who's joined us today, we're going to be talking about the current changes of the insurance industry uh, what it looks like today, what it's going to look like tomorrow, maybe, and uh, what it's going to take for agents and companies to adapt to uh, to uh, to everything going forward. So look forward to having a good chat. Uh, the more you guys participate in this, the better. Uh, if you can't join us uh, live and hop on, then uh, feel free to drop your comments in uh, the comments, and I'll bring them up, and uh, we'll chat about them from there as well. So it looks like we've... Uh, Got some people saying uh, good morning and uh, are joining us live. It looks like that is uh, who we got here. Um, we got Steve Donegan and Debbie Hathaway joining us. So thanks for joining us, guys. Appreciate it. And uh, there's a few more, it looks like, already. So cool. I think we'll get ready, rock and rolling. Um, so let's go ahead and uh, I got Chris Bennett in the lobby. Uh, Chris, if uh, you're ready, I'll probably bring you on in a, a minute or so. Uh, looks like you may still be working on the camera. But yeah, so Grant, what, what's kind of been changing uh, in today's world that may, may be a little different than uh, insurance industry uh, a couple hundred years ago or even like two years ago? <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, it all started with cars, right? So the ability to actually drive to your agent rather than take the horse and buggy, but it continues to to evolve. I think you know it continues to um, get better and better. I think for those that you know embrace the change and and uh, and enjoy the I guess the fruits of the labor of the tech the tech companies when it really comes down to it. Yeah, absolutely, and that's. Has really contributed to him. So um, I think I got uh, Chris and Brad in here. So let me go ahead and bring Chris on, see if he's see if he's ready, and uh, he can join the chat. And then uh, since Renee's on, I might be able to bring Brad on and all the chat at the same time. Chris, you there? Yo. Can you hear me? Can you hear me? I can hear you. Yeah. Sorry, I'm I'm fighting the flu or something. Uh oh. Yeah. That's that's no fun. It's uh, that time of year. It's definitely going around. But uh, I've never been on one of these B-Live. I feel like I'm like a superstar. Yeah. Let me, let me get you yeah. Yeah. You are a superstar. You're in front, you're front, of, the, front of the group now. Yeah. Uh, so what, what, what's, uh, what's Chris Bennett going to do in 2019? Ah, that's a, that's a great question. You know, I, um, I went out uh, with a business partner on, on my own, left the captive world, went independent. Um, I guess technically in 17, middle, middle of 17, um, we're pretty much an online insurance uh, agency to uh, deliver everything. And um, so just excited about the, 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 the changing um, landscape of, of the insurance delivery opportunity. Um, 
and you know it's where we can get in get in line in that so um that that's that's what we're doing trying to figure out what all the toys and uh apps and whatever you might uh, want to utilize to 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 uh transact business yeah and it's good to, it's good to hear that uh good to hear that you guys are already uh hopping on hopping on that with uh your agency i think that's vitally important to what we got going on uh today and kind of where everything's headed so kind of uh those that refuse to adapt are, are gonna definitely get phased out over the next uh five to ten years maybe even quicker than that today as well so uh yeah so that's good so what what kind of uh current technologies and, and stuff are you guys using and, and looking to use more or learn more implement more so we use um easy links for our management system um they've all got their pluses they've all got their negatives obviously um so we uh co-video we we um try to communicate with all of our clients via um, video, not just uh, text or email or phone conversation. Try to bring the little human touch, um, along with the, deli the, the digital delivery. Um, so that's something we do. Um, we dabbled in uh, was it NeoTariff, where you do uh, online um, explanation of the quote or what have you. Um, not real sure if we're going to continue to go that route or what have you. Um, what is that like the the thing where you can go over the quote and talk talk it out and send the video? Yeah, I, I, that's right. I, I don't necessarily like it. I think I, I enjoy just doing like a screen capture on my iPad and just kind of flipping back and forth uh, between the the camera back to the PDF, and then I, of course I take a snapshot and then write write on it if I you know need to identify or uh, highlight something or show a difference of coverage or why why we have it the way we have it instead of right so um just uh working today with um an app i can't recall what the name of it is trying to uh let's see here trying to work from home i, I mean i work from home pretty much every day but i've been working from the couch since i've been not feeling well <laughs> um <clears throat> Better than um, working from the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Um, Agent Taro, A-E-N-T-E-R-O. You ever heard of that? Yeah, I'm, I'm familiar with them. I've uh, I've actually connected with them like a couple years ago. So yeah, I know I know what they're doing. Yeah, they've they've got software platform for kind of a specific purpose. Um, do you like if you like that? I definitely also check out uh, Agent Alive. <laughs> maybe maybe a little little biased with Grant on here, but uh, oh, yeah, I think I think Grant could probably run you through that. Um, but yeah, well, I, I think he's right on uh, in line with with what people. So so that was the whole concept. I mean, you just basically gave the whole concept of. I mean, I agree a hundred percent with what you're saying. The video, you know, being able to screen share rather than send pre-recorded videos um and be able to do all of that stuff add the personal touch of an agent while you're still being able to find a policy online i mean that's that really is just precisely what i needed for my agency and and that's what i set out to build and and finally freaking finally got it done and took forever it's still not perfect but it it works and it does it allows you to add all those those elements but yeah i mean i think obviously you understand that that's that's where we're headed you know um that's that's where it's going. Nobody wants to go in and, and I, mean, I shouldn't say nobody. I always get, I get in this mindset of saying, no, <laughs> yeah. there's still 
some people who want to go in and talk to an agent. There's not, it's not nobody, but, but I, I would say like 95% of people, if they can still have an agent, but also sit on their living room couch and do business, why in the world would you want to go sit in front of an agent in their office? I mean, that's just, you know, just doesn't make sense. That's right. And is that agent alive tech? Is that, is that you? Yes. Yep. Got you, got you. Yeah. So I have a question. Go ahead, Renee. Yeah. So, uh, just by implementing some of the, the the technology you mentioned, have have you have you seen an increase in in sales? To be honest, in the infancy stage, really, we're in. Okay. I, I there's there's no metric I have that I can measure that. Um, gotcha. We just we're just not there. We're we're kind of in the um, process of just trying to identify what we want to use. You know, the, 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 the worst thing in the world is to have 17 different platforms and not use any of them to the yeah. which they need to be used. And um, I You're like a perfect advertisement. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. It's um, funny how this is lighting up. <laughs> yeah. It's crazy that, um, you know, I, again, I was captive and hooked up with a guy that had been in the, in the independent world um, for about 20 years, was an online marketer, left the insurance industry. And, you know, that recurring income something hard to walk away from, you know. And so he, he decided to get back into it. And he was needing somebody uh, to help. And we kind of hooked up. And um, here we are trying to try, trying to do do it kind of different and it's hard to look at those people that say hey can i come to your office and you have to say no <laughs> yeah because we, because we do tell them no you can't come to our office you know we, we handle everything digitally you know we'll meet you but like what we're, we're trying to um educate our our clients and and train them on how how we want to deliver it to them so yeah, yeah. You know what? And I think you just, I think that's key, right? Educating your customer that there is another way, right? And 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 I think, you know, from David and I's perspective, we, we talk with a bunch of agents and nobody has, <laughs> I don't want to say nobody, <laughs> right, Grant? But most of the people we talk to, they're just so scared to try anything new, right? So I, I definitely uh, commend you for uh, taking that leap for sure. I noticed one of the people too said, uh, mentioned Bezos, and he, you know, his his take on things is that um, that eighty five percent of insurance transactions will be automated uh, within, I think it's like five to seven years. Um, and so, yeah, and, and I I fully believe that that if agents don't do what uh, what you're doing, you know, and what I'm doing, trying to do in my office as well. Uh, that will be the case. I mean, there will still be some insurance to be had for those, uh, not everybody, people who have to have an agent, but the most majority of people, if given the choice between going in to deal with an agent and that cumbersome process, uh, or being able to um, just get a policy in 15 minutes from their bathroom, are gonna, are gonna take the convenience route. I mean, you see it over and over with, I always bring up the Amazon, um, you know, wiping out borders, I believe they're responsible for Toys R Us and Sears and the next people that will fall in line. Um, it, it's because they have put 100% of their emphasis on making the customer experience frictionless. Uh, being able to go in there, add your card in, and, and literally, if I want to go on Amazon, if I want to buy something, I go on Amazon, I search, I'm already logged in, 
I find the product and right beside it is a buy now button. I hit the buy now button and it shows up on my door in two days, you know, one day or two days for free. I mean, they have just put so much emphasis on that buying process and our customers' feelings. Somebody brought up earlier uh, today to me, uh, I, I wrote a comment on, on a Facebook post and I said, you know, it's hard to get agents to change the way that they do things. They seem very change averse the majority of them. Um, and he said, yeah, I think the question that a lot of agents ask is, what can this software do for me? And the question they should be asking is, what can this software do for my client? Because if you're focused on the client's needs and making that customer experience right, you're gonna, na it's naturally gonna do something for you. So, you know, their, their interest in that instant return um, instead of looking at the, at the bigger picture in the long term. That's my take on it anyway. That's good. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah. So do you think, so one of the, one of the comments uh, was talking about since kind of moving virtually um, and everything and being able to handle stuff like that, that face-to-face -face may still get a higher AP or there's a lot of value placed on that and that personal interaction and uh, one of the responses in the comments to that was that if you can do it to face to face, you can still do it through video and still have that personal connection, which yeah, I think right. is part of what we're talking about. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you if you if you think face to and I agree with that, face to face is the best way to do to do business. But in 2019, you don't have to have an office and you don't have to make somebody drive 30 minutes across town to have a face to face interaction. There's just no need for it. So. So it's it's right, but that doesn't necessarily mean in person, you know. That's right. And so, and I think actually some uh, some tools are coming up here. I mean, between Facebook leads, DocuSign, and scanning on your phone, different stuff, you can handle pretty much everything you need to virtually. And uh, I think as we're discussing Agent Live earlier, you can actually do that in one place rather than having to pop between all those ones as well. But um, yeah, no, it's really cool to see what what's what's possible now. What used to not be possible. Um, I'm sure uh, there's a lot of agents that would like to spend less time in their car um, and more time making sales and talking to people, which is is possible now. So um, it's it's really really interesting. Um, so yeah, that's that's cool. Um, yeah, I would say, David. You know, it, it, you know, I hope people don't think this is really all or nothing, because there's I mean, this should be taken as a hybrid model, right? So you have, you know, you still see customers that you think should be face-to-face. -face, uh, excuse me, there should be a face-to-face -face meeting. And then you, um, there's customers that you can absolutely do remotely. And maybe, you know, kind of augment what you're currently doing and say, well, I'm going to try to take, you know, 10% of, of the people I normally, you know, 10% of the people I normally meet in person, I'm going to try to meet with them, you know, um, you know, via some sort of software. You know, Agent Live or whatever other software that's being used out there. Yeah, yeah and um, actually, I'll come. I'll come back to a, a lot of these are Orlando, but there, there's a few other people commenting on here as well. But I'll come back to that comment in just a second. But someone asked, uh, "What are some tips for doing it over the phone and handling itself and handling it virtually?" I definitely suggest checking out yesterday's um, uh, Facebook Live with Mike Montes. He covers a lot with cold calling and handling over the phone on the B2B side, especially. But um, but yeah, I mean, or Orlando, uh, who's one of the people commenting also, uh, I know he does complete 
telesales for uh, I believe final expense. So yeah, I mean you can you can do everything over the phone. It's definitely possible. So um, so yeah. I wanted, I wanted to follow up on Renee's question uh, with 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 now that you're now that you're doing stuff more digitally and and not as much the traditional route. Uh, even though you're just kind of starting out doing that, what about your quality of life and your and and the quality of you know uh, time, you know your time savings and stuff like that? Are you seeing a lot of changes there? I think we might have lost them. Is this me? Yeah, yeah. I was talking to uh, is it Jeff, right? Jeff or uh, Chris? Chris, I'm sorry. Yeah. Yes, yeah, so Renee had asked you earlier if you know if you're seeing a big change in business, and you were like, "Well, you know, it's in the infancy." But what about the change in your quality of like work-life balance for one, as well as um, you know the time savings of doing things like being able to stand up? I would think being able to stand up and go to your living room and, and make a sandwich, or you know, or, you know, say hi to your wife, or whatever it is, is uh, it's a much less stressful life than being locked down to a to a office from nine to five. <clears throat> the, I dare say one of the sole reasons why I do it the way I do it is because of my family. Um, I, coming from the captain situation I was in, you know, you were a contract employee, but you had to do all this type, type situation. And um, I didn't work, you know, and, and, and that's the people that come work for us. We tell them the same thing, you know, at, you get in what you get out. There's no easy way around it. Um, the uh, the cold calling uh, webinar, what, yesterday or the day before, whatever it was, you, you just got to do the work, you know. Um, fortunately, in the, in the um, virtual realm, you know, as, as long as you manage your time correctly and you understand um, what you've got to get done, the things you've got to do to be successful. Um, yes, I, you know, I – I get to see my daughter's uh, all of her basketball games, you know, that started uh, 3.30. <laughs> so, yeah, it, it's work-life balance is, is is a lot. But there is those times of the evening where I'm sitting in the sitting in the chair and got the iPad open, you know, following up on stuff, obviously. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think that can be difficult, too, is, is drawing that line. But when you, when you work at home, drawing that line between <laughs> David – I think we were texting at like, you know, 12.30 last night through Messenger yep. and stuff. And it's like, you know, I mean, there is no line. But at the same time, as soon as we get off of here, I'll take two steps and, you know, make a sandwich and have lunch with my family, you know. So it's, it's uh, it makes a big difference in the quality of life, even though you might work more hours, the hours are better, you know. Absolutely. I, I agree. And more, you're, you make yourself more available as well. But um, I think that's in this industry, uh a huge benefit as well, especially outside traditional work hours, because that is when people are going to be available to chat, have those conversations, make those decisions, and you not having to spend those evening hours driving around away from the house, away from the family and that stuff to be able to just through chat, through video, through a call from your office, you know, you know, two doors down um, from the rest of your family, be able to take that call, then hop back in and, and hanging out with the family as well, rather than spending that time trying to, you know, drive around and knock doors and that type of stuff. So I think there's, yeah, there's a, a lot of uh, benefits that that that's leading to. And I think just more efficiency and, and time uh, as well is not not wasting time trying to trying to catch people 
um, where they're at, if they're home, uh, a lot of time driving, a lot of, you can just spend your time more effectively. And especially with like automations and uh, implementing a lot of that type of technology and stuff as well, with a lot of stuff that either had to be done manually or just wouldn't get done. So I think there's a lot of really cool things with like follow-up, uh, automated follow-up text messages and reminders for appointments and phone calls. So many times I've used to run into people just would forget, wouldn't show up, wouldn't remember. Um, and even just implementing that little bit of automations is enough to make sure, oh yeah, I, I remember I have a phone call, yeah, that I need to be on. And you're gonna have a better sit rate, uh, well, I guess phone rate, I guess <laughs> answer rate, I don't know, uh, at that point as well. So I don't know, what, what do you think, Grant? Yeah, I mean, it's, 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 so it's, little, it's little things that add up. So a lot of times I'll say like, okay, if you, if you don't think about the time saving, or a lot of people don't think about the time savings. When that, when that agent, for example, asks, well, what can this do for, for me? or whatever the software might be, whether it be Calendly or Active Campaign or, you know, Agent Tarot or Agent Alive or whatever it is, that the little bits of time you save, okay, imagine you're scheduling an appointment and you have to be like, okay, does Saturday or does Monday at four o'clock work for you? Um, let me check my calendar, let me, you know, and you're back and forth. That's two minutes when you can say, hey, I'm sending you out a link, go ahead and grab a time that works for you. If you're using Calendly, you know um, that's two minutes. And uh, if you have, let's say, Agent Terror or Agent Alive, you've got an insurance wallet. So Betty down at the DMV doesn't have to ask you uh, to stop whatever you're doing and go pull her deck page down and fax it over to the DMV and do all of that, taking your time away. That's five minutes saved. When you start to save, you know, uh, ten minutes an hour for eight hours a day, eighty minutes a day, three hundred and five days a year, you start to realize, okay. I've saved a hundred hours this year by using these, these, this piece of technology. How much is my time worth? You know, is it worth $50 an hour? Is it worth $20 an hour? Whatever time, whatever, however you value your time, saving 10, 15, 20 minutes a day on little things, it really does stack up by the end of the year. And you'll say, man, that's, I probably got $10,000 more production out of myself than I would have if I was trying to use all of these other processes, you know, they're antiquated. That's right. That's right. Well, even the amount of time you would save, I mean, if you, if you're saving yourselves an hour, right, 30 minutes to go meet with a customer, 30 minutes to come back. I mean, that's an hour, you know, Mike says he makes how many calls did he mention David yesterday? hundred a week. hundred a day. Uh, I mean, he, he was, he was spending four to six hours a day cold calling. And I think he was hitting up potentially 50 plus number, uh, 50 calls an hour, I think. And then, you know, obviously, if you're taking the calls and going through, he was mostly gauging interest and stuff. But yeah, I mean, he was, I don't even know how many uh, numbers and people he was talking to with that. But a part of his thing was consistency too. I mean, you gotta, if, if you're gonna do it, you gotta kind of commit to it as well. But that, and that's the process. Like you find a good process and you stick to that process and it will it will pay off. And so that's that's what a lot of people don't, don't do. They don't find the time finding processes, finding what they can implement, finding what they can work to improve the business. And I think that's becoming, more and more important with what we're doing today, especially as people do implement those, is it's gonna be hard to keep up with people that are implementing a lot of this technology, a lot of these processes to be more efficient and effective with their time. You're gonna feel like you're running 10 times as hard and spending 10 times as much time to get the same sort of results that they're doing. So, you know, that's, it's just becoming more important to, to kind of keep up with the trends. 
yeah, process losses, that's huge, you know, just your total time minus your process losses, that's your, you know, that's that's efficiency. And so you 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 can definitely um you can definitely um improve improve on that drastically. And again, I just go back to, you know, it's it's just small changes, you know, it's just small changes. It, it doesn't take a lot to implement. It seems like a lot to, to learn something new, but really when you dig into it, you might spend a day or two days if you really dig in learning how to do something um, that saves you so much time and effort in the long run. So it can seem like a hassle up front. And I guess that's just can be, you know, nat our natural tendency is to just take the easy route, what we already know, uh, but it's costing agents a lot of a lot of money. It's actually costing agents a lot of market share. And, you know, for each individual agent who isn't willing to do that, um, it hurts the industry as a whole. Um, when I say the industry, I don't mean the insurance industry. It hurts the traditional agent industry because we're losing market share at about, you know, almost 5% per year since 2015. So when you, when you think about what that looks like eight years from now, there's less agents than there is automation. And when you think about 10 years from now, that looks like 10% traditional agents and 90% um, online platforms. And so uh, we've got to do something. And it is crazy, but it doesn't feel crazy. 4.7% or whatever it is per year feels, you know, you're just losing 4.7% per year. So it's like a, it's the slow moving coup that will come and, and take over, you know, before you realize that it even happened, you know, and now you're sitting there thinking, wow, I had my business. All of a sudden I have 40% of the business I used to. Now I've got 30, now I've got 20, now I've got to go find a, a job, you know. Now what I was counting on for my retirement, this book, big book of business I built over the last 15 years just got eaten away over the last 10 when I was on the home stretch, you know. And so uh, it's going to be a sad day if we don't, you know, kind of, you know, move into that realm. Yeah, absolutely. And we and we totally see it in other industries as well, right? <laughs> I think you mentioned last time, Grant, you know, toy stores or I mean, when was the last time we went to a toy store? I mean, they're probably all gone by now, unless you go to a big box store, right? You don't yeah. see the Walmarts or KB Toys, you know, I'm dating myself, you know. I mean, so it's happening in every industry and, and this this industry is no different. David, you're laughing, you know KB Toys? <laughs> no, I know. Yeah. Dating. But also like malls. I mean, yeah, malls oh, you know disappearing. But <laughs> But, you know, I, I guess my biggest question to you guys is, so there are, there are, you know, people are afraid of technology, right? So what would be some small steps, right, that, that some of these, some of our viewers could, could do to at least, at least start heading in, in that direction? What would you suggest? You want to take that one? Is that open to anybody? Uh, yeah, anyone. Yeah. Uh, Chris, Chris, you got any thoughts on that or else I'll hop on too? Yeah, no, I um, you know, I would find one thing that you maybe not, maybe you don't enjoy doing in your day-to-day -day, uh, process, and then finding some type of um, technological advantage to help that. Uh, one thing, it, it might be that thing you know you've got to do, but you just don't enjoy doing it, or you think you could find something better to do with your time. Find just one piece of technology to say, you know, how can I help? this one thing and just do it incrementally because it, yeah. you know try to implement four or five in one sitting i mean that so many of them um, overlap in what they do and how they do it um 
and there might be a couple of different options for whatever one particular item you're trying to do. Um, so just figure out maybe just one at a time until you get it into your processes, then evaluate your process and say, Hey, is this working? Is it helping or, or, or is it causing more stress in my life? Um, then you might pull that out and, and try something else in, a, in, a, in another, in another area. Uh, but there's no, you know, there's no, after what, three years of trying to figure that, uh, you know, all this, out, you know, there, there's no like one, um, silver bullet that makes your life easier increases your production saves your time makes you more money i mean th th there's nothing so um don't get don't get overwhelmed um when you start looking for that uh, that first advantage or, or uh, technology yeah baby steps right exactly and 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 when people are looking for for those first things and what can make the biggest difference and what they can start implementing and stuff. You know, one of the first things I recommend is doing a uh, time study on yourself and breaking it down to 15 minute, 30 minute increments and just keeping track of what you do each day and then do that for a week, couple weeks and kind of see where your time's being spent and what you can be automating. If you're, if you're running your CRM in an Excel sheet, or whatever, uh, there might be some ways to save you some time on that. If you're manually doing all your emails, email marketing, there may be some ways to, to uh, uh, save time on that. And, you know, there's just little areas and solutions for a lot of different things that, you know, you can look at. I'm spending way too much time here doing this. There's probably something out there that can help you streamline it. And uh, so, and even taking advantage of like, um, virtual assistants and stuff as well. Like, you know, we, we use virtual assistants. I know a lot of people that do, and you know, a lot of the admin tasks, yeah, get those. You shouldn't be spending time on those. You should, uh, you should be spending time on, on what's pushing your business forward and making sales and growing the business. So if there's, if there's things you're spending way too much time on data entry contacts, little follow-up emails or sequences, you know, automate that or get that to, um, some sort of admin. So, um, so yeah, and like, like Chris said, it's baby steps, one thing at a time, implement one thing that saves you some time. Now you got some time to implement something else and then on and on and on. And, uh, I mean, there, there may be such thing as over optimization, but I don't think any, I don't think too many people ever get to that point. I think many people just don't even take the first steps. So yeah. I think that's important. Yeah. I would add to that, um, that, uh, you know, not only, uh, you know, baby steps, also making sure that um, making sure that what you're using is working what, what you have in place is actually well, well I think I think Chris kind of mentioned that already but making sure that those things once you get your stuff once you find that one thing that works a little and then you add something to it and that works well for you and, and you finally get these four or five kind of key pieces in place uh, make sure that that system is like lock solid before you start because last thing you want to do is drive leads in your business. First thing, everything, I need more leads. I need more leads. I need more leads. But the, the fact is you're like wasting a lot. You know, you might be wasting 20 or 30% of those leads because you don't have a good system. Uh, the very first thing you got to do is make sure all those little baby steps that you found that did work for you are all functioning at their full capacity before you start going in and, and thinking you need to drive a bunch of leads from Facebook or whatever it is. And yeah, and that's something Mike Montes mentioned yesterday with the cold calling and stuff. It's you know he he eventually was he was converting maybe 30, 40 percent of those the pull on those cold calls, but it wasn't you know off that initial call. You know it, the initial call wasn't 
you know, running through, okay, you're purchasing, you're buying, and then going from there. And, you know, there was a lot of follow, follow-up sequence, and you can quickly get overwhelmed if you're following up correctly, but, you know, that will result in, in sales and stuff as well. So that's why it's so important to have that that process and, and have that in place and have it streamlined as much as possible or else, you know, you're, you're not going to be uh, uh, working to your full potential and stuff as well. So I think, uh, I think that's really important. And uh, also not, and like Grant, uh, like Grant was saying, not, not wasting your, your leads and your efforts, you know, if you're, if you're getting leads and working leads and it's just, you know, initial call. And then if, you know, they don't make a decision there that you just never come back to them. Well, you're, you're wasting that lead. I mean, you should, that's not that's not the the whole process. It's not just the initial call. Like just because you got the lead from from Facebook and it came through and you called them and you couldn't get a hold of them or you know they they were like oh, I want to think about it. That isn't a like give up move on the next thing. It isn't like I need to buy you know new leads every day. It's I, I've got leads that I can need to continue working and then adding to that as well. But but yeah. Well, I mean, I think every business owner knows that, you know, what goes out the back door is as important as what comes in the front. And so, you know, instead of focusing so much on on that front end, I think, yeah, I think just improving the back end because it's less work. I mean, it's easier to keep a client than to, to than to get a new client. It's easier to you know work what you've got in the pipeline than to fill more into the pipeline. And so, you know, I mean, I think that you get I don't know what the what the multiple would be, but you probably get you know, twice, one and a half times or twice as much out of the back end as you do the front. I agree. Because that successful back end and in, in working and selling those people can also lead to additional referrals and also additional, you know, policies coming from either them or their family or friends. So, right. you know, that's that's important. And it's building, building that relationship too. You know, it may take you a bit to, to make that sale and to close that person, but you've built up a relationship during that time. And that's, that's worth something too, not just yeah. even in that initial sale. So I think that's important. And uh, yeah, so I do, I do have a couple like other interesting, maybe even specific kind of changes in the industry that I want to chat about too. And we can obviously keep, keep this chat going and, and stuff as well. Um, I saw in California, I think uh, Amanda, had uh, posted about it, and I posted another article about it and stuff too. That the PNC side, with auto side, they were moving away from uh, including gender for the rates and um, moving away from uh, things that people aren't really in control of for determining the rates that they're going to be charged. And I'm really interested to see what your thoughts are with that, uh, where that's headed in the industry and how rates are going to be determined for different things and you know maybe implementing ai and you know telematics and everything you know what not only just you know auto but with all all lines of insurance like what does that what does that look like going forward as well with that type of uh that type of stuff who do you want to <laughs> anybody anybody wants to if anybody's got thoughts go for it <laughs> go ahead chris um, you know, I, I don't, I don't think nobody or no carrier has got it figured out on, on where they're going, um, or, or how they can implement this effectively enough to increase their bottom, bottom line. Um, I can't remember my business partner had downloaded an app. Basically it tracks your driving 
over like a three to four week period or something, and then uh, then all of a sudden you get a a message and it says here here's your here's your rate click to buy. Um, That's rude, I think. Yeah, I I, I think you're right. I, yeah, we we were chatting about it uh, briefly. Um, you know, the, the the people you know Safeco. I don't know if you ever use Safeco when they're telematics program. Um, when it when it works, you know the, the clients enjoy it. <laughs> so, um, but but I you know I I have no clue where where it's headed. Um, I don't think they do. They they might not they might not know, but I'll tell. But there's a lot of money that thinks that they know because I follow I follow uh, Coverager. Uh, I don't know if you guys get that or not, but I've subscribed to their email newsletter and. Um, they kind of come out with all the new, they, they're an email newsletter covering InsureTech and FinTech products. Um, and uh, I can't tell you the number of, of um, platforms that are doing what Root is doing now, doing customized quotes. And that's, that goes for life insurance, that goes for uh, auto insurance, <clears throat> home insurance. They're putting Google, um, Google Home stuff in the home that's going to, you know, track what's happening within the house. If the, you know, what the moisture levels are in the house, and um, to the uh, all kinds of different data points that they're pulling. Even on home insurance, on life, they're having people do wearable tech, so they're checking your, you know, heart rate, perspiration, you know. Um, oxygen levels, all of that kind of stuff, and then giving you a customized rate with auto. Same thing that Root's doing. There's like five of those in the last three months that I've seen come out that are like, you know, download the app and we give you a customized rate based on how you, how fast you drive, where you drive, when you drive, all of those different data points. And uh, whether or not that will prove to be successful, I guess is to be seen, but, I, but there's billions of dollars going into it, uh, into trying to make that happen, you know? Yeah, and I, I think that's really interesting in looking at where where all that's headed to. So I don't know. I think there I think there's obviously some major changes and shifts in the industry, and with you know the carriers, with the agents, with um, with what what the the prospects are looking for as well. And uh, I know I think it's really interesting to see where everything's headed and kind of how that adapts. I think it's an industry where major changes haven't been made in decades or even you know centuries um you know it's 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 a pretty mature market and uh, and just with the advancements of technology in the last uh 20 years you know it's it's kind of now moving to catch up and uh and adapt so it's kind of really uh interesting and critical uh you know what what needs to happen uh there and who's going to get left behind um, as we saw with a lot of industries outside of insurance, um, maybe even like 10 years ago, which is just now, you know, kind of happening in, in this industry. So, yeah, good stuff. Um, mean, meanwhile, anybody uh, watching, uh, feel free to add any uh, comments or questions in the comments and uh, we'll bring them on up. And if anybody also wants to join us, um, Renee's hopping off for some other calls and stuff. So we've got a slot on here for anybody else who wants to come on and chat. I have Brad in the lobby, but I'm not sure if the video is working, so I'm gonna probably hold off on that. But if anybody does want to join and uh, come on with us, uh, feel free. So, um, for you, um, you talk about the how it's not changed, you know, relatively quick. You know, everybody's 
thinking it's going to, and they're all, you know, billions of dollars, as you put it, is being implemented to trying to figure it out. Um, you know, in 1998, Kodak was uh, held like 85% of all the photo paper in the world. Yeah. You know, even though in 1973, the digital camera come out, guess what happened in two years after 1998? Kodak was virtually gone. Uh, so, I mean, yep. And, and, and there's data everywhere like that. So do you know who invented the digital camera? Sir? Do you know who invented the digital camera? Who, Kodak? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they thought it was a complete waste, wouldn't catch on, and also would just not be profitable because people would stop buying uh, the, the the photo uh, favorite stocks or whatever. So, yeah, uh, that's – that's uh, misreading a situation, absolutely, and not adapting. So. Go ahead. I just think it's imperative. I mean, it, it's uh, it's encouraging to see other people like y'all walking the same path to try to figure out and stay in front of what's going to happen instead of be the ones, you know, that, that do have those uh, family agencies that, that are just sitting, saying, oh, this is what we've done it. We've got here this far. Um I, I, I think I'd rather be in our position um, instead of instead of in that position, but it remains to be seen. Yeah, definitely. And and the thing the thing about those agencies is I think I think if you're if you're really on the home stretch, like like you're gone in the next five years, you know, like first of all, I'd say get rid of your book right now before it decreases in value. If you're planning on just sitting there, but. I mean, if you're within the next five years, probably fine, whatever, you know, sit it out. Um, but if, if you're looking to, you know, to be here 10 years, you got to make a move. And um, I think that most people that I talk to, most agents were, you know, now we're getting into the thousands of agents that we've spoken with and overwhelmingly um, they'll be like, well, you know, our agency just does it this way. And, you know, that thing you're talking about, this is just the way we've always done it. And I, I just don't, here's what I hear. I just don't think my client would uh, be interested in, in this. And my next question is, how old is your client? Like what age range and what, you know, what demographic are you hitting with your client? And typically it's, you know, 45 years old and, and older is, is the clientele. And I think that I don't know how true this is. I haven't done any research on it, but I have a feeling that tr the traditional agent has a clientele that is probably in the median age of, age of 45 and then they're going to turn 60 and then they're going to start, you know, dying. That's an unfortunate reality. And we're going to be left with, and that's where the shift happens. I think that's why they see the next 10 to 15 years coming because traditional agents are picking up the 25, you know, the, or the, I guess the 19 to 35 year old, you know, age range. And that's, uh, that's a huge problem when you think about what that looks like in 15 years, when their loyalty lies with root and uh, insurance and, um, you know, lemonade and all of these other online carriers. Why do they want to come to you? I mean, why do they want, why does this 30 year old who's been with lemonade for 10 years, what, what in the world are they going to come to your office for? And so that's, that's the problem. And, and it can be still be solved, I believe. Um, I believe agent there's the tools are out there to make agents equally as convenient as those online options. Um, so it can be solved, but it can only be solved if, if a large majority of agents come to this realization and say, yeah, I've got to do this too. It can't be like me and Chris and 
uh, David saying like, oh yeah, we're on the we're on the forefront of you know what's happening, and everybody else gets wiped out. We're just going to go with them. It has to be an industry wide movement, you know. Um, so that's that's how I feel about that. Yeah, and individual agents are going to be able to make that shift quicker than the larger the larger insurance companies will. Um, you know, they're going to be slow moving on picking up and adapting to this or trying to build their own stuff. Um, and the individual agents are going to be the ones that can quickly adapt and move. And in today's market and world, that's that's what's necessary and that's what's going to win out. You know, everything's constantly shifting. So you got to be able to to move and adapt to that. Uh, you can't can't really be super slow moving uh, nowadays with any industry, not just insurance. Insurance, you know, is just kind of what we're specifically talking about. But but yeah, so. I think that's. Yeah. Uh, I noticed somebody said tax service too um, earlier. They said, yeah, tax tax services are getting taken over, and I know a lot of insurance agents are also in the tax business. Um, and the same rules apply. Those those systems are out there. Uh, one of the big things, one of our next target markets with Agent Alive is tax professionals, um, because you know it's the same thing. It's the face to face connection, the building reports, the trusted advisor who's going to sh- you know make sure your taxes go right for you. Uh, it's document exchange, it's signatures, and it's making payments. It's all the things that insurance agents have to do, you know. Um, and so, you know, it's really, um, it's really, uh, it's really all professional services are seeing this. Tax, taxes, accountants, um, insurance, any of the professional services need a platform where their clients can come in, connect with them. You can build rapport, and you can do all of the you know office work that you need to do right from the client's mobile phone that's that's the ticket i i think i'm banking on it i've spent a lot of money banking on it <laughs> uh i think i think you're right i mean uh today's today's uh main main piece of connection for everyone is is their smartphones um and everywhere they're at everywhere they are they have it they're immediately connected to everything and that's uh basically how they run their lives as well so i think uh banking on anything that has to do with that is a pretty pretty safe bet um even even why they're away from their desktops or anything like that you can pretty much handle everything on on mobile now and and if you're not not planning on having uh whatever you're doing work on mobile you're you're i mean you're gonna get left in the dust i mean i think uh, i think on a lot of stuff, even on our sites and on other other websites and stuff of um, some friends' business and stuff, I know like you know they're getting like 80, 90 percent of their traffic through mobile. So you know it's everybody's just running everything from their phone. So eighty-two um, percent for me right now is just looking earlier. You know. So. Yeah. Yeah. And I I think if anything, they're just going to go up. I mean, uh, pretty soon you just you know come home with your your smartphone and kind of just hook it up to a monitor or something like that. And then your, your, your smartphone is your computer. I mean, you don't even need laptops and desktops, uh, you know, at, at some point we'll eventually get to that too. I think, um, I still, still like my laptop some, but, uh, but yeah, <laughs> obviously it's uh, much easier just to carry around my phone. Um, but yeah, so no, I think that's a, a pretty, pretty safe bet. <laughs> Hope so. Especially millennials. I mean, the millennials obviously got they've got the largest buying power now. They've already taken over that, and uh, they're becoming the prime a prime market. And a lot of them, uh, I 
forgot what the statistic was, but had never been approached about life insurance at all. And then I think a lot of them just have complete misconceptions or misunderstandings of insurance in general and the industry and what they need and what stuff's covered. And, um, and I think a lot of that's education and that's, that's stuff that some of those insure tech companies aren't going to really provide and provide that well. And that's obviously a value that agents still provides is the education and understanding portion of it. Um, you know, insure tech may work great if it's, you know, answer a couple questions and you can, you know, that's enough for a quote, but on anything more than that, and even that, you know, I think a lot of millennials aren't, aren't going to know the basic answers to some of those questions or understand them to fill them out. And, uh, it's not like they have someone immediately to talk to, to, uh, answer that for them. They, they're going to have to go Google and figure it out. And I do think, I do think Google is obviously, uh, a millennials go to, uh, uh, source for when they don't know something uh, and they've been trained very well to if I don't know it I'm just going to go throw it in Google so again uh, SEO is coming more and more important for uh, agents and uh, agencies any type of source to get in front uh, of prospects and stuff as well because you know more and more people are searching for stuff rather than uh, just picking up a phone book which don't exist anymore either so there's another example of something that's pretty much disappeared as well but yeah the one thing i find interesting too about the millennial um demographic is that um they answer like on surveys they answer when it comes to insurance they answer two kind of what questions that kind of contradict uh right now they don't have to but they say that they want service and sales through a mobile app um is what they want. They also say that they would prefer to deal with an agent. So how do those how do those two things work together? You know, that's if the 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 key is I think secret sauce is as an agent if you can figure out how to give um, full service and sales through a mobile app and provide the service of an agent, you're going to capture the millennial market. You know, that's and that's exactly what we've identified, and we're doing the same thing. And to, to back up just a little bit. Um, the education piece is something you can automate that can help you um, close more deals in the future. Um, however, wh wherever majority of their bandwidth is, they're getting their information from. If you make sure you're doing the education piece um, and getting it to them inside of that, that's that's a gr that's a great opportunity. Um, and that education is also possibly you know one of those spots where you don't you don't really want to take the time to have to educate. Or on a one-to-one, -one, you know, conversation, so you could do record some videos or, or or something, and then implement that in with an email campaign or a text campaign or what what whatever you're utilizing. Yeah, I mean, I think I think running whole little funnels that are completely based on uh, I don't understand my insurance or what common insurance things I, I need to know or insurance for millennials or whatever and running entire like little funnels to webinars or, or presentations and stuff on that and where you're covering and answering that type of stuff is a great system, a great funnel. And especially for getting these millennials and stuff in because yeah, we'll, we'll sit and watch a video. I mean, we hang out on YouTube all the time. We'll sit and watch a video and, and go through, uh, go through stuff. And if you're the person educating and providing the time and the resources, uh, uh, for us to learn something, you know, you're probably going to be the person we buy from or the person that we come back to when we are ready to buy. It's not, you know, it's, that's the re relationships matter and taking time uh, to provide that matters. And that's, you know, everybody does find value in people that provide value to them. So that's, you know, that's important. And so, yeah, and education can, can be, a lot of that can be automated or, 
or done uh, where it's not, you know, you know, totally time consuming. And so I think also finding systems and processes where you, you can do that, such as running ads and, and stuff to signups for having a webinar, we can have a bunch of people on at once and cover those same similar questions rather than one by one. So a little 10 minute like evergreen webinar, this is like perfect for what uh, Chris is talking about, you know, just do, you know, two minutes on, you know, why it's important uh, to, you know, consult on your home and auto insurance, you know, and throw that up on a, it's 20 bucks a month or whatever for a, for a webinar software, you know, for a webinar uh, program, throw that webinar up there and give people, you know, three times a day that they can want, you know, check the webinar, check out my 10 minute, uh, you know, my 10 minute webinar explaining why, you know, you might want to think twice before you go to insurance or Lemonade for your home and auto. Um, I've got some great advice for you here. 10 minutes out of your day could save you, you know, uh, $50,000 down the road and get people in there. And yet, like you said, that's a one way to automate that education and, and, and people. And then once they've opted in, okay, I mean, well, you know the process, Dave. Once they've opted in, once they've hit your site, you've got their pick, you've got them on Pixel, you've got their email, and, and so starts process you know and so even if it's a year down the road before they they end up purchasing a home you've been in front of them that whole year and, and uh, they're coming to you yeah and i yeah i definitely think uh we'll have to chat about pixels and stuff like that a little more because i think a lot of agents don't know or necessarily understand that and how valuable and that stuff that can be um but it's you know really not hard and it's really just a kind of a little piece of code you add in and you can start tracking all that stuff but we got um we got Orlando here, who's actually been one of the main commenters throughout this whole thing. So I'm bringing him on right now to join us. So Orlando. I've got another appointment I have to jump on, but I appreciate yeah. you having me on here. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I'll let you hop off. Thanks for, as always, for being on, Grant. Appreciate it. And uh, we'll, we'll obviously get some more uh, Facebook Lives and stuff going with you as well. So yeah, we, we, uh, we should touch base sometime. Yeah, I'll... Uh... Look me up. Five, four, seven, awesome. seven, How you guys doing? Hey, Orlando. How's it going? Hey, I'm doing well, guys. Uh, I just wanted to kind of, I think it matters the conversation. Uh, David, man, you're doing your group. One of the one of the few groups on Facebook that I love is that there's actually uh, content. You know, there's actually uh, things that we can actually use as uh, life insurance agents. There's no, you know, I'm going to recruit you, come do this, come do that. I love how you throw out the an agency or company. I'm not going to be recruiting anybody. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, but I love the fact that you're like, hey, you know, I'm flying. If, I don't know. Was it flying Fridays? Is that what you call it? Yeah. Yeah. Let, let us know how you're successful this week. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So I yeah. like that. I, I think that's that's awesome. And I mean, I'm part of a few groups, but I really don't like to, you know, uh, comment or get involved because I just feel like you got those bottom feeders that are going to talk to you like, oh, that, what you're doing doesn't work. Uh, I'm doing this and my, my stuff is the best. Right. But it's not even about, you know, uh, knocking on doors is, is not good. Actually, it is good. I came from that, from that vertical, right? And I remember uh, what gets me excited is that I love technology. And we, I mean, look at us right now. We're having this conversation through technology. How about that, right? So what gets me excited is the fact that you guys are talking about technology and how the, the insurance industry is about to, you know, witness that, that change, that, that cyclical change that's happening. And a lot of people don't want to see it. I guess they don't want to embrace it. But, man, I love everything that you guys drop on your on your group. You know, a lot of little tidbits. You know, we use the CRM. So I uh, just wanted to come out here and just kind of thank you for the content that you're bringing more or less for that. And, and to tell everybody that, you know what, you guys should embrace technology because 
is a better way to talk to your clients. I mean, you'll be surprised. You know, I mean, I'm talking to David here. I, I talk to my clients just the way that I'm talking to David. So yeah, and and uh, yeah, and I think uh, thanks, and I really appreciate that. And we do try Certainly. to put a lot of good stuff in here, and uh, and a lot of it's the agents in the group too. I mean, uh, you know, getting their insights, what they're doing, their participation is uh, is valuable as well because we don't we don't all have the same experiences, the same backgrounds, the same areas of expertise. So being able to, to learn from each other, I tell my camera, uh, yeah. what works best is, uh, is great. Yeah, there we go. That works great. So, um, and even, even door knocking, like door knocking, isn't going away and is, isn't not effective as well. I just had <sighs> Jeremy Covatana message me that, um, Matthew Garvey is, um, hopping in our group as well. And he's had huge success door knocking for final expense and obviously final expense, you know, door knocking is not, disappearing uh you oh, know, absolutely not it's, it's, it, I, I just think that for me it's gonna get i mean for people that are door knock it's gonna get better like i tell i told i mean i came from a uh a few companies that are represented that were huge door knocking my, i mean my partner did about i mean that guy was a top earner in the company uh there's a door door knocking company that we interviewed collectively they did 57 million in ap strictly 100 percent final expense door yep. knocking but, however, they're looking at technology as a segue to kind of accommodate the agent instead of you, you know, following up to Betty's house and she's not there. She no-shows you, calling her like, or I tell the guys, hey, you know what, uh, Johnny, why don't you try FaceTiming her? And they're like, no, but I'm a door knocker. I go, dude, FaceTime her and see what happens. Man, let me tell you something. These guys come back like if it's like I discover America. I go, man. <laughs> You have an iPhone, FaceTime, Betty, like, hey, Miss Betty, how you doing? This is David in Orlando. Just want to let you know that I'm on my way and um, I'm, I'm coming for you, okay? I'm going to go over there and deliver that package for you. Guess what? Miss Betty's going to say, what a nice young man. I'm going to let him in. Now, if you go there and you're knocking, nowadays it's so intrusive. A lot of seniors don't want you to be knocked. They don't want to be knocked on. It's so weird, right? They requested the info, but they don't want you to come to their house. So that's, the, that's what's happening in the marketplace is that you know, seniors are buying on Facebook, which it, it blew my mind while I was doing some analytics with my with my team. And they told me, you know, in 2020, there's going to be 55 million seniors on Facebook. I was yeah. like, are you serious? Are you for real? Because that's a good thing for us that are doing the virtual stuff. Because guess what? When a senior fills up a little form on our Facebook ads, guess what? They want to be sold through technology. If Betty tells me, oh, but I submitted my stuff on Facebook, why aren't you knocking on my door? Yeah. <laughs> like, what the, what, I mean, yeah. you, and, and it's true. Like, there's a lot of agents that are door knocking that are getting success with Facebook. Because let me tell you something. We tested 100 leads on Facebook that we have proprietary that we did in our group. And my partner, he closed 60% of those. He closed 60 on a FaceTime video. And it brings that, you know, technology is so cool because, hey, where are you located? Oh, Miss Betty, how you doing? Oh, you see this, where are these palm trees? I'm in Florida. Oh my God, how's the weather in Florida? So you build that rapport. So yeah. it's like, it's not about knocking down what you're doing. It's actually upping up what you're doing. You know uh, what I mean? Absolutely. Putting something on your arsenal as a door knocker, as a, a ver as a phone guy, as a, uh, I mean, virtual guy. I mean, I've done it in the field, knocking on doors in the hood in North Carolina, California. I mean, you name it. I call it hood insurance. Cause you get into the, like the insurance man's here. Don't shoot. I'm the insurance man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't shoot Bob, Bobby. I'm the insurance man. Where's grandma? She's right yeah, here. And, some insurance, you know? and it doesn't surprise me at all. I mean, a third <laughs> of 65 plus or uh, 65 year olds are on, are on Facebook and actively using it. And then I think even by the time you get to 75, I mean, it's still like 
20%, 25% of 75 year olds are also on Facebook and using it actively. I mean, you know, what my own grandma could, could do a FaceTime or a video call. So, I mean, yeah, it, like you said, technology is not it's, something super foreign uh, yeah. to older demographics. Yep. Um, and I do think, yeah, final expense, uh, sorry, door knocking uh, combined in with, with letting them know you're coming or video call and that type of stuff is great as well. Cause it, it, the people are less hesitant to let you into their homes and that sort of stuff. I will say that, and that becomes uh, more and more of an issue the younger you go, especially towards getting to like the millennial market. Obviously that's not a final expense market, but yeah, of course, uh, but yeah. Millennials w- w- do not want you coming and knocking on their door and trying to talk to them at the house. And they, they, they'll say, why didn't you, why didn't you FaceTime me, David? Why don't you, yeah, exactly. why don't you Facebook message? I don't, don't, don't want to snap go me. somewhere in You're person. Like, I don't want to chat with someone in person. I, you know, I, I want to make it do everything online or digital easy, or, have someone to help yeah. or, or a video chat or something. I mean, yeah. I, I mean, real quick, cause I want to hear from our friend here. Cause he's a, he's a maverick and door knocking. I think it merits the conversation. Uh, just wanted to share this. Maybe you probably know this, but Facebook came out with a device called Facebook portal, which is like an iPad for Facebook. And guess what? Granny is going to be able to call her grandson in Texas through the Facebook portal that's great news for me because I'm thinking, wow, that means that I don't even have to worry about having 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 Granny have an, a smartphone. She has Facebook portal. Next Christmas, Granny, I got you the best thing out here. Forget the 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 the, the roast cooker. Forget all this stuff. I got you a Facebook portal. What is that, honey? You get to see me when I'm in Ohio State. Get out of here. Yeah, check this out. I'm gonna go outside. Boom. So it's technology is being embraced by seniors. I mean, I have friends of mine that are executives at T-Mobile, Sprint, AT&T. They're making seniors. They're probably forcing them. Like, Grandma, you don't need a flip phone. You need to get the new Android or the new iPhone. It's going to cost you $23 a month. I know it's $700, but you know what? We're not doing this anymore. It's AT&T. Where they want to push you know, the, the digital phones. But guess what? Granny's like using it. My grandma, I'm from Nicaragua in Central America. I'm in Florida in the United States. She lives in Central America. And I'm able to talk to her through a phone call and video. It blows her mind. Because you know what? Grandson is there at her kitchen table, loving on her. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year, Grandma. I'll be there soon. You know, that type of deal. So I think technology is a way to embrace of what we're already doing. I mean, look at us three. We're having this conversation. Yeah. I'm in Florida. The best thing in the world. It's, it's great to also uh, get all the decision makers uh, on at one time and going through yeah. stuff. I mean, I don't know how many times you've done a presentation to someone and been like, well, I'm going to have to talk to this person or, oh, my, my son you know, he's probably going to, you know, want to, to weigh in on this decision yeah. or something as well. It's like, oh, let's, just get him, let's get him on the phone now. Let's get him on the you video. Know, you, you know, it's, fun, it's funny you mentioned that because I'm able to do like, for example, let's say, oh, I need to talk to my husband, David. He's, he's the one that handles the finances in the house. Okay, great. On the face, then depending on what iPhone you have, you can add her husband like we're doing right now. Yep. It blows their mind. They're like, you can add my husband. Yeah, give me one second. What's his number? Boom. How you doing, sir? Uh, my name is Orlando. I'm here with your wife, and we're talking about some final expense and blah, blah. You went to your pitch, and next thing you know, they're like, wow, is that you in the camera? Is that, are you real? I'm like, yes, sir. I'm right here. You know, whatever. And I think it's, again, dude, technology is so, so amazing. Yeah. Now, this is, this is awesome. Um, I think we are kind of getting towards the end of, of the time we kind of uh, <laughs> had agents set aside, so we'll probably wrap this one up. But, I mean, All right, brother. Thank awesome. you so much for your time, bro. Oh, thanks appreciate so much you. for the comments and hopping on as well. Like we appreciate you having you here. Uh, we know you're kind of living definition of, of, 
of how you can take advantage of technology uh, for uh, for doing stuff virtually. So thanks everybody for for joining us. This has been great. This was going to be an ongoing conversation as the industry adapts, technology adapts, and we're, we'll cover this stuff on an ongoing basis as well. Chris, thanks for joining us as well. Orlando, Renee, and Grant as well. Uh, thanks to everybody for being here. This video is recorded, so <clears throat> you'll be able to see the replay. Feel free to share it. Um, not sure if you can share it outside the group since the group's closed, but you might be able to download it um, to share it with anybody as well. Yeah, uh, if anybody continues to have questions or comments or wants to engage in the discussion, go ahead and uh, continue commenting on it. Or uh, if you have any specific question, post it in the group and let's get a thread going on that. So uh, we really appreciate everybody here and uh, hope everybody has uh, an awesome weekend and a killer 2019. So thanks everybody. Bye.